Please join in our entrance hymn number 168, Be Thou My Vision. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday celebration of Mass. At the beginning of Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. In any life, whatever it might be, there are choices to make, and of course it's the same in the Christian life, uh, and today in the Gospel reading we hear of some of those dramatic choices uh, that the Gospel puts before us, uh, committed uh, choices to uh, follow this Christian path. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you're the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you are the Holy One. You are the Lord you own are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. O God, who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see, 
Fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass even human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. The king's leading men spoke to the king. Let Jeremiah be put to death. He is unquestionably disheartening the remaining soldiers in the city, and all the people too, by talking like this. The pharaoh does not have the welfare of this people at heart so much as its ruin. He is in your hands, as you know. King King Zidiki answered, for the king is powerless against you. So they took Jeremiah and threw him into the well of Prince Malachi in the court of the guard, letting him down with ropes. There was no water in the well, only mud, and, and into the mud Jeremiah sank. Ebed Melak came out from the palace and spoke to the king. My Lord King, he said, these men have done a wicked thing by treating the prophet Jeremiah like this. They have thrown thrown him into the well where he will die. At this, the king gave Ebed-Melech the Cushite the following order. Take three men with you from here and pull the prophet Jeremiah out of the well before he dies. The word of the Lord. Lord, come to my aid. 
reading from the letter to the Hebrews. With so many witnesses in a great cloud on every side of us, we too then should throw off everything that tinder us, especially the sin that clings so easily and keeps running steadily in the race we have started. Let us not lose sight of Jesus, who leads us in our faith and brings it to perfection. For the sake of the joy which still in the future he endured the cross, disregarding the shamefulness of it, and from now on has taken his place at the right hand of God's throne. Think of the way he stood such opposition from sinners, and then you will not give up for want of courage. In the fight against sin, you have not yet had to keep fighting to the point of death. Lord, hear us. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. And Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to bring fire on earth, and how I wish it were blazing already. There is a baptism I must still be baptized with, and how great is my distress till it is over. Do you suppose I am here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two, and two against three. The father divided against the son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. No matter what you hear, prisons are not nice places or easy places to be in. The TV and the media like for their own reasons to tell us that prisoners have it so easy. TVs in their cells, plenty of food, sport and the like. But the reality is very different from this. Mostly people are locked up for 23 hours in the day, brief exercise visits, occasional classes, and so on. Many in prison today have serious mental illnesses. The threat of violence in those places is ever-present. Often those who are weaker are targets and in the greatest of danger. And there is an epidemic of drug-taking, sometimes with the strongest and hardest of drugs. The overarching idea in our prisons still is containment and also punishment. 
although there are classes of all sorts of different th- things, rehabilitation seems at best to be difficult. There is a very high return to prison of prisoners. Often it's kind of like a revolving door. One of the most pressing things in society today at the moment should be prison reform. Money should be put into reforming the system itself. Prisons should not be inhumane places. Prisoners should not be caged like wild animals. There are many people in those places who have terrible mental illnesses and it is the last place that they should be in. Many very often enter into it with serious addictions. Some have no addictions when they enter, but leave the prison with serious addictions. The buildings themselves are often 19th century buildings that are meant to deal with people who live in the 21st century, and they are often overcrowded places. People very often leave prison greatly damaged, mentally and spiritually. And people very often leave prison with no money and nowhere to go. Is it any surprise then that it is a cycle of violence and crime that ensue? They are barely out of the prison before they're back in it again. The prophet Jeremiah in the reading of today's Mass also is in prison. His crime is that he tells the people what they don't want to hear. And he is accused then of demoralising the soldiers by what he has said. His prison, as you heard in the reading, ends up being a well. This cell is very small, dark, wet and miserable, as many cells turn out to be. And in that cell he experiences what many prisoners experience, great despair and a terrible sense of abandonment. These are searing human experiences. In the end, of course, as the story tells us, there's some hope for Jeremiah because someone comes and pleads his cause and, of course, sends ropes down to set him free. He sees the light of the day and he breathes fresh air once again. St. Luke in the Gospel of today's Mass tells us of those early Christians who also were treated like criminals too. They are cast out by society, cast out even by their mothers, by their fathers, their brothers, and their sisters. And they too also knew that sense of abandonment and the cold shoulder. They were not allowed in the synagogues, not allowed in their homes. They were not allowed to be spoken to by others. They were treated like common criminals, outcasts, and surrounded by an invisible wall of silence. You will yourself remember that St. Peter and St. Paul and many of the early Christians also went to prison, dark prisons in which they were put in chains. This also has been the fate of other Christians down through the centuries. We are no strangers to prisons. Prisons are often places in which Christians have found themselves in. I suppose, though, it's the very nature of the Christian life to believe in something else, that we can be saved from prison, that people can be set free, that like Jeremiah, there is a way out, there is someone to intercede for you, 
someone who can send down the ropes for you and release you from the abyss. That there is salvation, that there can be a new life, that punishment can be cancelled, that there can be forgiveness and there can be redemption. Is this not the the language that the first Christians use? That the debt is cancelled, that people are set free, that the chains are broken? These surely can't be overly idealistic dreams. These should be the end to which prisons themselves exist. Not to punish solely, to lock up and throw the key away, but they should be places in which people start again, hope in a new life and rebuild their lives. Not to be places of simple human torture, as they are so often throughout the world, places in which you could lose your life. You know yourself that there is a high incidence of suicide in prisons, very often goes unreported and uncommented upon. This indicates a complete failure of the system itself. If only one young man or one young woman takes their life, it is a disaster. In a certain sense, we would say in the Christian life we are all in a kind of prison, but the very mystery of the Christian life is that you are set free. He comes to open the gates. Christ comes to unlock the chains. Christ comes to set us free. There are many more types of prisons than those those that have walls and gates and locks on them. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things are made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. With the psalm of today's Mass, we ask God to come to our aid, to draw us out of the pit and the muddy swamp, and to set our feet on firm ground. For the children and young people returning to school, for for success in their work in the year to come, Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For successful prison reform that is able to rehabilitate prisoners and enable them to live an honest life in society. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who are baptised, 
that they may know that they are set free by the grace of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For an end to random acts of violence that injure or endanger the life of another person. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For those suffering from personal darkness in their life and who know anxiety and fear, that the grace of God may restore them to full health. Lord, hear us. For the ability to pray more regularly and with deeper faith. Lord, hear us. For all who have died. For Margaret Murner and all those we have been asked to pray for. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. God our Father, help us to persevere and to continue to run the race and give us the fire in our bones that we need and give us a strong desire to progress in this spiritual life. We ask this through your Son, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Join in hymn number 273, Gifts of Bread and Wine.
and pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive our offering, O Lord, by which is brought about a glorious exchange, that by offering what you have given, we may merit to receive your very self, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For through his Paschal mystery, he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of being now called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works. For you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, O Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life 
when we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be doomed.
Please join in hymn number 163, Be Still and Know I Am With You. Let us pray. May chairs of Christ through these sacraments we humbly implore your mercy, Lord, that conform to his image on earth, we may merit to be his co-heirs in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. One of the masses during the week, uh, kind of changed to half ten, but uh, trying to accommodate one of the funerals that's coming up. Uh, but that uh, has changed because the funeral's not quite arranged, so that Mass will be at 10 o'clock, that you see as 10.30. Um, also, just to remind you, if you have children who are making sacraments uh, during the year uh, and they're at St Bride's uh, Primary School, uh, then I ask you to attend meetings uh, which are during the week, uh, just in preparation for the sacraments. Uh, the reason for that is just to give you early kind of notice and anticipation of those events, so... Uh, really, if your child is in primary three or primary four, then I ask you to attend uh, those meetings. Uh, very important uh, now to register children for the sacraments because in a, a particular class we, we don't know whether children are, are being presented, so the meeting itself becomes more important so that you can actually register your child for the sacrament. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 310, Hail Redeemer, King Divine. <laughs>